Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many are glad to be here in the house of the Lord? Praise the Lord. Man, that big heavy hand. Godly. You all may be seated. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Good to be here and uh Thank you for coming on out. As Pastor Soto said earlier, we welcome you to here to worship God with us and those that are watching online. Thank you for joining us. Turn to the book of Acts chapter 3, and I would like to speak to you this evening on a subject that I really believe that will help you, help me, and I know it's helped me over the years, this scripture here, but like to speak to you on this subject, and I titled this, I Need You and You Need Me. Can you say that to your neighbor? Come on. Come on. Say it with some confidence. Say it with confidence. And it's the truth. What I realize in life as a pastor, what I realize as a disciple, I realize just as coming, someone coming to church, I need you, and you need me. And this just goes both ways. And I learned that in Christianity because each and one of us have days that we're up, and there are days that we're down. And I've experienced those days where I was down, not sure what my life was going to be. Not that I was going to, as I told you before, not that I was going to go and backslide and party and do all those things, but we've been in a place of our lives where you were discouraged, you not sure what your calling was going to be. But when you surround yourself with the right people, you realize that people are either going to lift you up or they're going to lift you down. And I had to be careful in a season of our lives, uh, uh, my family and I, we had to be careful in the season of our lives of walking with people, either they were going to lift me up, not at a place where they were going to put me down. And I remember walking into this building a couple of months ago, and I remember meeting Pastor for a very long time, and I remember that hug that he gave. It wasn't a, a fake hug. It wasn't a, a hug like, okay, it was one of those spectacle hugs. It was a hug like, like, it was, like he was waiting for me, that, like that prodigal son where he sees his father walk, coming. It was one of those, those hugs where, he embraced the love and the genuine love. And then I remember coming in here and listening to the worship. I'm like, oh, God, this worship is top notch. And then I remember just as beginning to meet people and getting to know people, it just made you feel at home. And I say that because I want to say thank you for making us feel at home. I want to say thank you for allowing us to be our home. And you'll understand in a bit because as our church grows, I realize that as our church grows, 
we're going to need to support people that walk in through these doors. Because as a church, there are some folks that get saved for the very first time. And when I say the word save, they're like, saved? You remember that when you first heard that word save, you're like, I wasn't drowning. What's that word save? Some people don't know the, the Christian terminology. When people come in, people need to understand that I need help. And then as a veteran, as I could say, if you've been in church long enough, we go through our ups and downs and we need people who are going to support us. We're going to need people who are going to uplift us. We're going to need people who are going to give us that spunk and that joy. So let's read together as I begin to break this down in starting with verse one. It says, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gates called Beautiful, where he, put every, where he was put every day to beg for those that were coming into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked at him straight at him, and as John did, then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, taking him by the right hand. He helped them up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking, jumping, praising, dancing, singing, running, dancing, and singing. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized that he was the same man that, that would sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Now, we've heard this probably portion of Scripture many times. We look at it as far as that this man was full of joy, that he was healed. And I, you begin to look at this passage of Scripture, and we can focus on two different types of people. We can focus uh, on the pair of Peter and John, that they were up that day. They walking in the anointing of God. They were preparing themselves to go into the temple court. They were ready to go into the prayer room they were ready to go into that so they were walking with praise they had a a a, a pump they had a, a they had something in them there was joy and then you can focus on the beggar the beggar who was down the, the beggar who was sitting there at the gate every single day and yet every given day of ourselves every single day of our lives you are either up or you are either down some of you have walked into this place, uh, maybe the beggar. You come and you sit and you wonder, when will my problems ever go away? When will everything go and things begin to get better in my lives? Or, or some of you walked into this place uh, like Peter and John uh, with, a, with a spunk, uh, with an attitude of, yeah, well, what's in it? Uh, come on, devil, uh, shoot your best shot at me. Uh, and there are those people uh, that either are up or they're down. If you've been saved long enough, you realize that you are going to have those days where you're down. 
Then you're going to have those moments where you're at the mountaintop and you're singing and you're shouting and you're dancing. Nobody can stop you from dancing. Nobody can stop you from shouting. But I'm here today to let you know that there are some times in our lives that you and I as a Christian, you and I as a believer, we need to stretch out our hand and give a hand to somebody to be able to help him up. And there's going to be times in our lives that we need somebody in our lives to give us a hand to pick us up uh, to speak encouragement to speak life into us uh, and I really believe uh, us as a church that's what we need to do that's what we need to uh, begin to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ uh, and let people know uh, that we're here to back you up uh, we're here to support you uh, we're here uh, no matter what you're facing no matter what you're going through there are going to be times in our lives that we need someone to hold on to. The book of Acts is an amazing book of scriptures because it shows us uh, that through this, uh, in the book of Acts, is where the gospel begin to spread like wildfire. And I really believe that you begin to see that God is always trying to grow the kingdom of God. And I really believe uh, that God is about to burst something in our church. Uh, God is about to burst something uh, in, in, in uh, everything that we do. Uh, but we need men and women uh, that will be willing to help one another uh, men and women that will be able to stand in the gap and to be able to look out uh, and to be able to encourage people. But I'm telling you, uh, what makes me come to church all the time is you, uh, people like you, uh, encouraging uh, our pastor, preaching them uh, the gospel. Uh, that's what uh, makes people want to come back. The church should be all about excitement there was a reason why he was dropped at that gate it wasn't all about money that's what we we learn about this beggar he sat there for money i really believe uh, that there was something deep down inside of him he knew exactly what gate to be at he knew exactly what temple to be at uh, and some of us uh, before you were saved uh, you drove by a church every single day uh, you drove by it uh, you walked by it uh, but you didn't have enough courage to walk in until somebody told you about jesus uh, until somebody uh, grabbed you by the hand and said, this is where you belong. And there are times in our lives that we, as a church, we need to stretch, give, work, serve. The growth is always within the stretch. It is. What I love about the scripture, it says, in verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit, book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you. Isn't that what happened to us? When the power of the Holy Spirit hit you, you were changed forever. And this is what happened to this man. When they spoke life into him, immediately he jumped to his feet and he was healed want to bring out a couple of things that can help us as a church, help us as an individual, help us as a servant of God, and maybe you're a new Christian. The first thing that we need to look at is that we need the partnership. Say partnership. The Bible says that one day, what? Peter and John were going up together. It says Peter 
and John. What I love about this is that uh, I wonder who's on the other side of your end. Who's on the other side of your end? When I say that is uh, people will tell you, uh, we know who you are with the people that you hang around with. You ever heard that terminology? My mom and dad always knew that uh, the people I was hanging around with uh, when I came home with either an attitude And I'm, I know for a fact that our pastor knows exactly who we're hanging around with by the way we walk, the way we talk, and the way we just present ourselves. But I know as you begin to look at this scripture, you begin to look at this story, is that we need a partnership to grow. We need a partnership so that we could be able to advance and do things for the kingdom of God. Uh, Peter happened to be with Jesus, uh, the most outspoken disciple. He was bold. Uh, John was likely the cow, the, 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 the quieter one, not the coward one, the quieter one. He was more reserved. But there was a partnership that they, they had. The partnership that they had was, was unique. The partnership that they had as they were walking into the temple, uh, as they were delivering or going into to church. You see, when I think about coming to church, uh, my partner is my wife. Uh, she's encouraging me when I'm down. I'm encouraging her when she's down. Uh, and I encourage my kids when they're down. Uh, you see, that's the partnership that we have to have. And when we come to church, we have to have uh, that, that, that attitude of, uh, looking around and being observed uh, and be able to say uh, Raul I know you had a bad day I know it I could see it uh, but God is going to use you God's going to use you and elevate you uh, so get up there and play your heart out those that's what we need to do in the kingdom of God uh, we need to encourage people we need to uh, partner together and be able to make it so you can never win this battle by yourself you need God and you need God's people around you when people say, oh, I don't need church, I don't need a pastor, you're wrong. Amen. It's power. It's the power of partnership. And I, I challenge you, uh, who are you surrounding your people? Who are you surrounding yourself around? Many of you know Pastor Levi from, from Modesto and... When he was down, I would encourage him. When I'm down, he would encourage me. And I remember in a season of our lives, he would call me every single day. Every day. I'd look at my phone and I'd be like, I don't want to talk to him. Because <laughs> when you're down, you don't want to talk to everybody. And my wife would look at me and she'd answer the phone. And there I would, I would, and then by the end of that conversation, I was lifted up. See, that's what you have to understand. That's what's so important in our lives is the partnership that you gather yourself around. I mean, I, I remember when, when, uh, when, when Shaq and Kobe were that, that, that power team. And one was like, I don't need you and you don't need me. 
But when that one individual left, the championship went away. What I'm trying to tell you is that we need each other to be able to reach the kingdom of God. We need each other so that we can advance in the kingdom of God. What I love in verse 2, it says, there's a key portion that says, where he was put every single day. This beggar was put there every single day. What I love about this is that his friends would take him every single day. But they were only able to take them so far. He had the right friends to take them to a place. But these friends weren't able to take them all the way in. You see, what I'm trying to tell you is that you had some friends that took you into church. You got saved, but now you need to get mentored by your pastor, your leaders, uh, so they can advance you into the kingdom of God so that you can grow. And this is what's so important is that he was laid there. He was put there, and he was put there at the right place. Uh, But the next thing that we got to realize this is that what route are you on? So you got to be in the right path. You got to be on the right route to make it. You can't get in with the right partners if you're not in the right route. See, he was at the right place, but he just was not able to get in. One would say that he couldn't walk in. One would say he wasn't worthy to be. One would say that he, all he was there for was to beg for money. Either way, he was at the right place at the right time. He just didn't have the right people to walk him in there. He was there. He was right at the foot of that. And But when Peter and John came in, that's all he needed to know. That's all he needed to be in the presence was, was Peter and John. He was in the right route. Give this man some credit. Give him some credit. Oh, he was just a beggar. That's all he was doing. That's all he was doing. Give him some credit. He was at the right place. Put me on the right route. And I really believe that some of us sometimes we're so down. We're looking for advancement. We're looking for a cure. Just ask God to put you on the right route with the right people. Things ain't going to get, things are not going to go away overnight. But if you could just be with the right people on the right path, you'll go on the right path. This man had several issues, but at least he put himself at the right place. Think about it. Here he is begging for money right there. But instantly, in that verse it says, in verse 7, instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. What does that tell you? It tells you if you're going through something, don't stay home. If you're facing a battle, come to church. If you're going through some things in your life, 
make every possible effort to come to prayer on Sunday night. Why? Because there's power in prayer when you surround people. See, what I've learned is this, is that, that yeah, I would love to have my Sunday evenings, but I'd rather come to a place where there are believers and people that are half full of faith to come and worship God for one hour. I say, God, let your miracle fall on me on a Sunday night. God, let your power fall on me. See, he was at the right place and instantly he was healed. But the third thing we have to realize is that there is a cost. I know that you say healing is free, but obedience is costly. The way the reward, Peter, for helping this man, they put him in prison right after this. There was no reward for Peter after this. He was put in the prison after all this happened. I'm here today to tell you is that when you begin to do something for God and you begin to advance, I'm here today to tell you that there's no reward there's a cost behind it the devil's going to be mad he's going to attack your finances he's going to attack your marriage he's going to attack everything in your life that's why we need each other that's why you begin to tell people and say pastor I'm calling you because I just need prayer I need something I need to hear some words of encouragement that's why we need each other I love the fact that in this scriptures that we begin to see is that Peter gave this man the opportunity to be able to get off of his feet. They said immediately. He had, he had every ounce in him. This beggar, he's never stood up on his own, never ever walked on his own. He had a chance to be able to, to fall right back down or to be able to walk again. The Bible says immediately the response was, he didn't moonwalk. It says that he, he danced. It said that he danced. I don't know why the Bible says that, but it tells me that this man was overwhelmed with joy. I mean, he never danced before. He never was able to jump before. So immediately, if he was able to be healed and get on his feet and his ankles were able to hold him up, he saw people dance. He's seen people move. So I've seen every video. I saw so trained. I've seen it all. So let me go ahead and do it. Let me try it. Let me begin to do it. You see, you may not know how to dance. You may not be able to move, but in God's eyes, it's beautiful. To God, it's great things. So that's what you got to begin to look at it. There's a cost even for him. Because it was the church people that began to stare at him after. It was the church people wondering, that's the beggar. You see, I'm here today to tell you, we always think it's going to be the outside people that are going to judge us. Sometimes it's going to be the church people that are going to judge us. But it's okay. 
Because when you surround yourself with the right people, all those other people can go ahead and you fill in whatever you want to say. <laughs> I can't finish with verse 10. I have to go to verse 11. Because after he was praising and jumping, I realized in verse 11, verse 11 says, while the man held on to Peter and John. That's key. See, because you and I know that when we give our lives over to Jesus, things are not always glorious. You get saved. You tell everybody you're saved. You tell everybody you gave up drugs. You tell everybody that. But in 24 hours later, you're kicking. Lastly, is that we need the support. Because what I really believe that in this man here is this. Come here, since you like to be all in. Yeah, 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 you. Because be Peter and John together, okay? I'm the beggar. I just got healed. I just got touched. I was able to dance. I was able to jump. But all this man did all his life was sit and beg. That's all he knew. That's all he knew. That's all he was able to do. You see, us as Christians, we're so used to doing what we used to do. It took a long time for us to kick habits and to kick all those things. See, this man, I love verse 11 because it says, as he was healed, this lame man, as he was healed, the people ran into him. But, but what I love about this is that the verse says that he had to lean on, on him. And they had to hold him up a little bit because I realized this is that as things go away and as problems go away, they come back in the nighttime. They come back in the morning time. And all this man was able to do is that as he was a beggar throughout his life, he all he knew was to beg. And there were times that he had to just lean on somebody. He had to lean on Peter. He had to lean on John. He had to lean on him. I'm feeling a little weak, but I'm going to lean on you. Hold me up. I want to lift my hands, but I can't. I want to shout, but I can't. I don't know all of these things that you're teaching me, but I know what's going to come to pass. You see, that's exactly what has to happen in our lives. What I've realized that we need each other. We need the support group. We need people that are going to support us and hold us up uh, and to be able to go through whatever we go through in our lives. As the piano player comes up, Peter, Peter is in this, and John, to this lame man, held on to him. 
And I say that's important because as a church, as we grow, as we move forward, it sounds funny to say a support group, but we really need a support team. We do. We need to support those that come into church. We need really those that can come in and, and just get the support that we need. See so what I love about our, our church? If I could say this, you all right with that? There's no religion. There, there's no religion. I mean, we can joke, have fun, and then the power of God is just there. It's just like, it's just like fire. It, it, it's there. It's, it's no condemnation. It's like not no judging. I, we need to support each other. See, for far too long, people don't come to Christ because they've been judged. There's guilt. Their shame. And I get it. I get sometimes now why people don't ever want to come back into church. It's an ugly feeling to be judged, it's an ugly feeling. That's why you need to support people when they walk in. That's why you need to support people and not judge them and say, oh, here he comes back for the fifth time. Cheer them on and say, man, this time, this time is your time. This time you're going to make it. This time. As we stand to our feet, I really believe today the Lord is telling me to tell somebody here today. You may not got it all together. And can I tell you something? God knows that we don't got it all together. And it's okay. But what God is trying to tell you Lean on somebody. Get help. Partner. Get on the right route. And know that when you partner with somebody and when you're on the right route, understand there's going to be a cost in that. But in between that cost, understand that you got support. Understand that you're not the only one fighting this battle. Understand that you don't have to go through these battles by yourself. Understand that you don't have to go through this alone. And I realize that in my time, and I realize that in my time of, of what I was facing in my life, I wasn't alone. I thought I was alone. But when I met the right Can I share with you real quick? You okay? Just give me one, one minute. When I first came, Pastor Ruben was calling me every single morning. Every morning. And I thought to myself, I should be calling him for what he was going through and what he just went through. 
but it was the totally opposite. He knew that I needed the support. He knew that my wife and I and my kids needed the support. And why am I telling you this? Because God is telling you to support somebody here. We don't got it all together. We act like we got it together. And that's why you have to be in prayer and, and have a discernment between you and God so that God can show you and go, Jesse, God put you in my heart. I'm texting you because I just think you just need a tax. This evening, today, I believe with all of my heart that God has spoken to you. Will we be those people that will partner? Will we be those people that will just hold on to somebody and support somebody? Will we be that church? And I really believe that we are that church. I really believe with all of my heart, we are that church. We are that church that supports. We are that church that partners together. We are that church that is on the right path. We are that church. If you want to be that church, I'm going to dare you right now just to get out of your chair and make a covenant between you and God and say, God, I want to be that support partner. I want to be that one that's going to support no matter who goes through things. I want to be there for them. I want to help them. I want to be able to push them and encourage them. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ. You walked away from Christ and I want you just to get up right now. We're going to pray with you. Husbands and wives, I want you to understand that you are the best partnership ever. Husband, you be that support to your wife. Wife, you be that supporter to your husband. Encourage them. Push them. As the worship team sings a song of praise and worship, there's still time to come to this altar. Let's pray for those that are up here right now.